Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. The Queensland Premier is under fire from all angles this morning following national outcry over her harsh border stance. The state government is being accused of having a lack of compassion and consistency as new cases reveal the tough reality faced by those locked out. Dressed from head to toe in PPE, Sarah Kasep is escorted by police and army personnel to view her father's body. For 20 days prior, the Canberra-based worker had desperately tried to see her dying dad. An exemption was given, but two days too late. Compounding her grief, the 26-year-old was then told she couldn't attend his funeral. told me that I am not even supposed to be in Queensland because the exemption was to see my dying father, not to go to the funeral. It is just sickening what this girl has been put through. An emotional Prime Minister stepped in, personally calling Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaget. Surely, in the midst of all of this heartache in COVID, surely just this once, this can be done. But the impassioned plea fell on deaf ears. I will not be bullied, nor will I be intimidated. And it is the Chief Health Officer's decision to make. And she admits money plays a big factor in those decisions, including for Hollywood star Tom Hanks. I've given exemptions for people in entertainment and film because that's bringing a lot of money into this state. But yesterday there was some good news, a breakthrough for the family of terminal cancer patient Mark Keane. After fierce community backlash, his family were finally given approval to drive to Brisbane to see him. They'll have to spend two weeks in hotel quarantine with all four children needing to wear full PPE gear, mounting a cost of $16,000. My wife turned around and said to myself, so what you're expecting us to pay is more money to visit him than what it's going to cost to bury him. Thankfully, that's no longer a problem. A GoFundMe page was promptly set up with friends, family and strangers all contributing. The Prime Minister even kicking in one grand out of his own pocket. Eliza Avery, 7 News. A new poll this morning shows Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews would lose an election if it were held today. Residents in marginal Labor seats have turned against the state government, with the ALP sitting on 38.82% on a two-party preferred basis. Daniel Andrews narrowly hangs on to his preferred Premier title, though, edging out Michael O'Brien by just over 1%. It comes as the Premier refuses to identify who's responsible for the state's curfew. I think it's important, though, not to 
uh, fall into this trap where the only decisions the government can ever make about any matter are those that have been considered and advised by the Chief Health Officer. The government is free to go beyond. The Federal Health Minister says the curfew should be reviewed and may be an infringement on human rights. Two of Australia's biggest supermarket and retail giants have taken aim at Victoria's roadmap out of lockdown, claiming it could have harmful impacts come Christmas time. Myers' chief executive claims keeping bricks and mortar stores closed until late October will create busier stores in the lead up to the holiday. Meantime, Woolworths is warning that with distribution centres running at reduced capacity, minor outages would result in customers travelling store to store to find what they need, potentially exposing them to the virus. Another coronavirus case has been detected at a Sydney hospital just days before it closed to the public. A positive case attended Concord Hospital's emergency department on Sunday. Anyone in the waiting room between 2.20pm and 5pm on Sunday is urged to self-isolate for two weeks regardless of a negative result. The Concord Hospital cluster currently stands at 11. A major fire has broken out in Beirut on the site of the devastating explosion that killed 190 people more than a month ago, causing widespread panic. Live now to correspondent Sarah Greenolch. Good morning, Sarah. Do we know how this inferno started? Good morning, Jody. Not yet, no, but people who were traumatised by last month's blast were understandably terrified to look out and see smoke and flames coming from the port yet again. The fire started at around lunchtime in a warehouse believed to be storing tyres and oil, those flames sending thick black smoke into the sky and into the homes of people who were still missing their windows from last month's explosion. That blast, as you say, uh, caused by almost 2,800 tonnes of ammonium nitrate, killed more than one 190 people, injured thousands more and left more than 300,000 people homeless. Uh, this fire today, shortly after it started, videos started appearing online of port workers racing for their lives as firefighters of course raced towards the danger, not knowing the full extent of it and keeping in mind they are still grieving their colleagues. They lost 10 firefighters at that site uh, last month. At this stage, as I say, the cause is unknown. The country's president has come out a short time ago saying saying it could be negligence or it could be sabotage. That response, Jody, has inspired zero confidence in people in Beirut who are uh, desperate and deserving of answers. The only good news is it's believed no one was hurt in today's fire. Some good news. OK, thanks, Sarah. Maya has delivered its second worst loss since it launched 120 years ago. Sales were impacted after the retailer closed all 60 of its stores for a seven-week period earlier this year because of the pandemic. The department store posted a $172 million loss, a big slide from last year's $24 million profit. However, in some good news, online sales grew by nearly 100% in the second half of the year compared to the year before. New South Wales Deputy Premier John Barillaro has toned down his threat to split the state government by taking the National Party to the crossbench. He dodged cameras after an emergency party room meeting last night, but later spoke on Sky News. We're not going to rush to a decision right now, Alan. You know, the, the thing that I'm worried about is, you know, it's very easy for me to give up the ministerial car. You know, if, if this is about a title, I'll give it up tomorrow. What worries me, if minister, National Party members aren't part of the Cabinet, there won't be any outcomes for the regions. We have fought hard for everything.
It comes after Gladys Berejiklian issued the Nationals with an ultimatum. She says she will not tolerate the Nationals remaining in her cabinet while refusing to support the government. The bitter fight was sparked by a policy designed to protect koala habitats. New data reveals the number of people travelling within Australia almost doubled in June before the second wave of COVID-19 struck. For more, I'm joined by political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. Some positive news for the tourism sector. Yeah, Jody. tourism has been one of the hardest-hit industries of the COVID-19 pandemic, but it seems Australians haven't lost their desire to get out and travel. New figures from Tourism Research Australia show the number of domestic visitors almost doubled from May to June, surging to 5.4 million people and pumped more than $1 billion into the economy. Majority of the travel was seen outside major cities due to those state border closures, with spending in regional New South Wales surging by almost 170%. And to get companies spending again, the federal government has announced a $50 million business events package to encourage trade shows, conferences and events within Australia. Under the scheme, businesses will be able to apply for grants to cover up to 50% of costs of holding an event. And with international travel off the cards for the foreseeable future, Australians are being urged to get out and travel locally where it is safe with the government saying a weekend away could just save a local business from going under. Jody. Okay, thanks Taylor. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A man has been stabbed with a pair of scissors and a woman punched in the face after checking on the welfare of a man who was lying in their garden in inner city Perth. The stabbing victim was rushed to hospital and will likely need surgery. The 45-year-old suspect has been charged with grievous bodily harm and assault. Video of NRL star Curtis Scott being tasered by police while drunk in a Sydney park has been played in court, prompting the magistrate to rule his arrest illegal. Police body cam footage shows a confused Scott being illegally handcuffed, pepper sprayed and tasered. Stand the up. Stand up, you stupid idiot. We sprayed for nothing. All five assault charges against Scott have been dismissed. In an exclusive interview with Seven News, he says it's a massive weight off his shoulders. It's been a really long nine months for myself and, um, yeah, I'm happy it's uh, finally come to an end. I put my whole career on the line to clear my name and um, that was a risk I was willing to take. Um, and I'm just happy the result um, that I wanted come, came out and the truth finally came out. He will now return to Canberra to play NRL. The family of two Australian men missing on a ship that encountered a typhoon off Japan have made a heartbreaking plea for the search to resume. William Mainprize and Lucas Order were among 43 crew on board the Gulf Livestock One when it went missing. In a statement, Mr Mainprize's family said there are still so many unanswered questions and this is a time-sensitive matter. There are 40 men still at sea and one lifeboat missing along with life rafts. It comes as the final 
while text messages from Mr Main Prize to his girlfriend emerged. They said, we're in the middle of a typhoon and engine control room is taking on water. Engine is off and we are floating sideways in huge sea. Two survivors were found and the body of a crew member was also recovered. To the US now and wind-fanned wildfires have spread further across California, Oregon and Washington State, destroying hundreds of homes and killing at least seven people. Let's go live now to US correspondent Paul Kadak. Paul, entire communities have been wiped out there. Good morning, Jody. Yeah, just heartbreaking devastation from these fires that continue to rage across much of the western United States. Strong winds, low humidity, dry scrub, all fueling the fast-moving infernos that raced into neighbourhoods, leaving people little time to evacuate. In one town in Oregon, it's estimated a thousand homes may have been lost, several hundred in other communities. And tragically, the death toll is climbing. A 12-year-old boy and his grandmother died in Oregon while trying to escape the flames. A one year old was killed in Washington state, his parents critically injured and the bodies of three people have been found after a blaze in Northern California. After the chaotic evacuations and with the immense spread of the fires, it will take authorities time to work out the extent of this disaster that's still unfolding. Oregon's governor warning that the state may have suffered its biggest loss of life and property from wildfires in its history. Jody, Terrible scenes there. OK, thank you, Paul. James Bond actress and Game of Thrones star Dame Diana Rigg has died following a secret battle with cancer. The British actress made her name in the original 1961 cult British spy-fi television series The Avengers. Her daughter, actress Rachel Sterling, revealed her mother was diagnosed with cancer in March. She died peacefully in her sleep, surrounded by family. Dame Diana Rigg was 82. Vladimir Putin critic Alexei Navalny is reportedly starting to speak again after coming out of an induced coma. The 44-year-old was allegedly poisoned while on a flight in Siberia last month. He's currently recovering while heavily guarded in a Berlin hospital. And Kevin Spacey is facing a new lawsuit accused of sexually assaulting two teenagers in the 1980s. One of the accusers, Anthony Rapp, first spoke out against the Oscar winner in 2017. In the past few years, Spacey has maintained a relatively low profile. Two police officers in Florida have responded to a bizarre call-out after a masked bandit broke into a woman's home. It's not your typical suspect, though. I have a raccoon in my house. Um, right now I have it shut up in my bedroom. I'm needing to get somebody to come over and get it out of my house. The homeowner says she had originally called a wildlife catcher who would have charged her more than $400. This so she decided to call the police on the non-emergency line instead. After a game of hide and seek under the bed, the raccoon was cornered and given a move-on order.